Okay, so we're, uh, uh, we're gonna get into it. Now, uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna start with mechanics. We're gonna finish with some crazy supernatural stories and testimonies. Um, so uh, 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 strap in. But basically, with what's happening in the world today, and, and uh, God is, is wanting us to get equipped and be ready, and God will equip you even if it kills you, okay? So I'll work closely together with him on that to hold your feet to the fire. <clears throat> and so because what happens is that uh, 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 what he wants to equip us with is, in, is incredible. When you start to, you're made in the image of God and when you start to see who you really are, you're just gonna go, I've been thinking about myself the wrong way for so long. And, but we, there, there, are, there are pathways and in pathways you've got to take steps. So we've been talking about, we've been talking about the rest of God and it says entering into his rest. And I've been listening to Hebrews 4 ad infinitum. I've been, I can't get out of it. And it's very easy to gloss over Scripture. Um, I, I read uh, the Bible out loud with my son quite regularly. And sometimes my son reads Scripture like it's a race. And then at the end, you know, he, 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 he won the race. And it doesn't necessarily work like that. Is that, you know... Uh, uh, um, and, and, and so what you have to do is you have to, you have to journey down a pathway and then the Lord go, hold, and then he'll speak and then something will happen and then all of a sudden then you just have to keep going now, it's hold and then you'll speak. And he wants to teach us that it's not a race <clears throat> per se, um, you know what I mean? And, and, and we have to learn to linger in his presence. But basically what I wanna start with, we were, we were talking about how destructive stress and anxiety is and we actually tolerate it and, and, and the Bible commands us not to worry. And it's not sort of like, you know, it's not a case of uh, uh, God, notice we're a little bit sad, but he wants us to be happy, so don't worry, you know. It's, that's not what it's about. Is worry is emotional cancer, okay? It will stop you, it will, it will block the wells of life. Stress and worry. The enemy's been defeated, but when we worry, we actually re-enthrone him. We empower him. And so because if we knew how influential we are, you know, like for me, like, like, like we've got to think of ourselves soberly. And it talks about don't promote a new convert, yes, they become into, into a level of conceit and fall into the same condemn, condemnation as, as the devil. And, you, and God resists the proud. However, it says we're not to see ourselves according to 2 Corinthians 5, according to the natural nature of the flesh. We don't see Jesus according to the flesh anymore. So, so, so where, we, where we're going with this, this is way better than we've ever imagined. And this is what God says. He says, that he, he says that the things He's prepared for those who love Him, we can't even imagine them. So our imagination is the floor, not the ceiling. So this, this in Hebrews 4, this outlines the parameters of what we've got to do. So if we could put up the first scripture, please. Um, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. So the, the parameters is be diligent to enter the rest of God. Because once on a experiential reality, once you start tasting the rest of God, the enemy's terrified. The enemy wants to keep you out of the rest of God. He wants to keep you in your emotions. He wants to keep you in your feelings. He wants to keep you in your triggers. 
He wants to keep you in your cycles. And the Lord says, no, 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 no. Come where I am. And we were talking about, so, so, so it, it's incredible because, uh, um, here we go, yes. And, and so synonyms to his rest is being in the spirit. And, and, and also to uh, the words uh, uh, um, eternity and today and now. But what we're talking about, when you look at, the, we look at the, the, what the, God's rest means, it means his abode. And so that word is uniquely limited to Hebrews chapter three and four. It's nowhere else in scripture except Acts chapter seven, where it talks about where, where, am I, where are you gonna pl- uh, prepare a place for me? Where am I gonna find rest? And that's really, really interesting because not only are we called to abide in God's abode or be in his rest, he wants to rest in us. So we, we, we start to see the parameters is be diligent to enter the rest. And that's where you start to take on, it actually says that we are partakers of the divine nature through the knowledge of him and his precious promises in 2 Peter chapter one. We are partakers of the divine nature and the enemy wants to keep you through worry and stress in a loop out of that place of his provision and his glory. But his rest is his abode. And, um, and, and, and also too, that it's that timeless, is it, God's rest or his abode is a timeless dimension. There's no past, present or future like we understand it. That's why he says, I am the Lord, I change not. He's not getting smarter, he's not getting stronger, he's not getting wiser. I am the Lord, I change not. Uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Uh, 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 the Lord, I am the Lord Almighty who is and was and is to come. That's, that's um, <clears throat> a 2,000 year old vernacular of saying I am outside of time. When you be diligent to enter his rest, you are actually outside of time. That's what the prophetic is. The prophetic isn't like we're gonna predict the future. You're in a dimension in the spirit where you see stuff before they happen. Who, who wants to live like that? But when we're stressed and we're worked up and it, we, we, get, we get locked out of that. And so we're gonna go, go back and, and do a, bit of revi- a tiny bit of revision on the how, but today's mostly gonna be about the why. So, uh, <laughs> and so we've been talking about at the end of this chapter, it says, for the word of, uh, Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. So here we got the word of God isn't sharp as a two-edged sword, it's sharper. It's so sharp, it divides your soul and your spirit. It's so sharp, it, it can divide a, a marrow, joints and marrow, but it's so sharp, it separates light from darkness. Did you know that, 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 that light actually talks about faith uh, uh, works by love? But you look at the word, it's energio, faith energized by love. Did you know that light, a synonym in the, in the spirit world, light, there's a synonym from, for heavenly dimension is energy and life. But did you know that darkness has a level of energy? People have dark energy, okay? You know what happens? is that the Word of God is so sharp, when we meditate, it goes down and it separates the energy coming from the light of God and dark energy. Lust has an energy, but it's a dark energy. Fear has an energy. Who knows, if you, like in the spirit, if you have fear and anxiety, you're probably parked on the edge of a black hole. 
It has energy. And so the Word of God separates that. So we're talking about entering, well, I'm, we're not talking what the Lord is. He's saying, He says, there has been a rest. There, there, there's been a place of rest reserved for you. And here's the invitation. You come in by faith and here's how you do it. If you believe through the Word of God. And this is why meditating is so powerful because we, we, we know that, 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 that in the realm of the Spirit, believing is where it's at. You want power, you believe. But you can't believe unless you repent. And repent is changing how you think. Jesus said, repent and believe. We go, I'm trying to believe, I'm trying to believe. You're not changing how you think. You're never gonna believe. So this is why we have to get into the Word. The Word separates the precious from the vile, the light from the darkness, soul and spirit. And what it does, it's a mirror and it says, hey, 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 you know how you talk like this all the time? This is, this is putting chains around your feet. You know how you meditate on the past? This is bringing death to your soul. You know how you criticize people? You're being judged in the same measure. It's a mirror. <clears throat> so, so this is why we have to develop such an insatiable hunger for the Word of God. <clears throat> and very rarely, very rarely does the Bible talk about, there's commandments to read Scripture. The overwhelming part is study it to understand the meta-narrative and the context and then meditate in it. And meditate is repetition. And it's like you're going, wow, it's simple, but it's invasive. Why? Because we need God to invade our space. Our space invader who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Pew, pew, you know. And we need him to invade our space because what happens, the problem is, is going, no, Lord, you, you, you stay over there and I'll stay over here. Don't invade my space. I feel like an orphan. Duh. See, it's all about union. So, so that place of rest is we, 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 through the word, we allow him to deal with us. See, this is the beautiful thing. If we understand wisdom and understand the mechanics, we don't have to change ourselves. We have to change how we think. He does the changing. He does the changing. Understand your role. I really try to turn it over a new leaf, you know, and sort of, <laughs> and you're like, good luck with that. You know, the, 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 will, the will of man's powerful, but not that powerful. Can a leopard change your spots? It actually says that in Jeremiah. So it, indispensable to entering to a place of rest, you have to let the Word of God confront you through meditation. Now, uh, <clears throat> we've seen insane things insane things in the area of supernatural financial provision. And we see a lot of healings, but I, I believe part of our mandate is to see incredible amount of healings in this day and age. There's, there, there, there's a clue in so much the, the area of health has been monopolized now. You don't even have a right to your own body anymore. This is legislated. <clears throat> And you're, you exercising your rights over your own body is deemed to be a danger to others. So I back engineer that to go, oh my gosh, God, your desire is to see an incredible move of divine healing and divine health. And, and, and so, so this is what we're laying a hold of, but I have to enter into his rest through that gate of, of, of the word of God. And so, um, so <laughs> with... With, with, with the Word of God, especially meditating, it's not right, like rote learning. Is that I can, I can pump out scriptures and say them quickly, and you guys you hear me every Sunday because it's like oh, I do. I'm, I'm like a, a Gatling gun with the Word of God, you know. 
it's sort of like, okay, can we slow down again? But when I'm meditating, I sort of like, I like, you know, I, I uh, 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 put it in neutral, I pump the brakes a bit, and I just, I just, you know, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Surely, wow, there's a, there's a double emphasis. Yea, verily, truly, truly, surely he has. And he's borne them, which is a word, uh, NASA, which is to, to lift and take away. And we meditate, oh my gosh, the Lord just took it. And why are we da 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 da? And, and what happens, it's it, engaging the word of the Lord or word of God is not just like rote's learning. This is why, if we can put up Isaiah 55. God says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. He even says to Jeremiah, I watch over my word to perform it quickly. So the Bible is God breathed. It's no, there's no other book like it. It's no other book like it. It's profitable for reproof, correction and instruction in life and godliness. You meditate on the word and life comes from the dimension of heaven. It, 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 it is a, 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 a mate of mine, he used to say, meditation is my medication. You know, Derek Prince, he, he uh, a very famous teacher, he had uh, uh, eczema, some form of ex, incurable skin condition, and he was in the army in World War II out in the desert, and it was crazy. It wasn't just prickly heat, we're talking like. And he regularly uh, uh, had the healing scripture in front of him. My son paid, uh, Psalm, uh, uh, sorry, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, 22, 23. He said, if, if, My son, pay attention to my words, give your ear to my sayings. Uh, 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 keep them before your eyes. Let them, let them uh, keep them in the midst of your heart for the life of those who find them and health to all their flesh. And he would take that. See, every word of God has life in itself. Now, just, just, I'm, I'm just giving you, this is not a disclaimer, this is a dynamic. The softer your heart is, the quicker it happens. You go, uh, what happens if you, you, you say, so what happens is you put the word of God in, and all of a sudden, the voice is going, this is never gonna happen, this is a use like this. And what happens? Weeds, they're weeds. They start to choke at the word. And, and so that's being diligent to enter his rest. You don't, the simplicity of life and overcoming the spirit is you're in a room on your own with the Bible, you've got God living inside of you and you've got devils chirping in your ear. And that's the realm to overcome. You overcome there, you overcome everything. But we've created such a drive-through take away Uber Eats spiritual culture that people skip those steps and they wanna just put on some sort of pizzazz smoke and mirrors deal. There's no substance to that. And, and this, is why, this is why the Lord is so excited about equipping us in this season because He wants us to enter into His rest. So it's through the Word of God. And so, you know, you can't read the Bible all day but have a concentrated time in the morning. Take that one scripture, and when you're driving, just on a loop, or listen to the Bible on, on, on you know, iTunes or whatever. But it's the Word of God. Be diligent to enter His rest. And, and the diligence is in the rest, but once you discover and taste, taste and see that the Lord is good, tasting of the good Word of God, what happens is, it, 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 is you abide. You don't struggle. When you're in His rest, when you enter His rest, oh my gosh. Where's Jason Birch, all right? Restoring all those cars. And some of those cars, mate, they've got more rust than metal. 
So we, that, that, should, that, that should be his, uh, his motto for his business. Enter in, I will enter into his rust. Okay. Well, maybe I'm speaking with New Zealand accent. Who knows? Anyway, so um, <clears throat> that's actually wrist. Um, <laughs> got an injury in my wrist. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Can't help it. Yes, I can, but I won't. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> So, and we're talking about also to, to uh, my dad used to grow avocados and you take the rootstock and you take a, a, a new varietal and you slice the, the, the trunk, you slice the branch and then you tie them together and then the two become one and then the, 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 the life comes out of the rootstock but then it, it grows the varietal according to the branch. You have to hold the Word of God in your focus long enough for it to take in your subconscious. That's the work, that's the diligence. Then all of a sudden you're going, um, I've been thinking God's thoughts and they're getting on the inside of me and I'm finding that what I speak is happening. Yeah, that's normal Christianity. That's 101. You can't bludge on the meditation, okay? I haven't heard that word for years, I love that word. He's a bludger. <laughs> He's a bludger. <laughs> Back in the day, there was a, it was a real, real uh, 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 what do you call it, real stigmatized. It's a dull bludger. <laughs> and so, sort of, can't say that now. We were in such a, an era of offense. Seriously, get over it, okay? Um, we, we're gonna be, there's gonna be 5% loose cannon syndrome when I preach, so just get healed already, all right? Don't worry about it. It's okay, you're gonna be fine. Enter into his rest, all right? So, <laughs> okay. And, and so, we have to hold on to this. We have to hold on to the Word of God to grasp on the inside of us. Okay, case in point. So I think this could have been one of my last Indonesia trips. I'm not sure. I went with, with my father-in-law, went with Adam. I think I went with Anthony Gates and Ben Taylor, I think. And we went to, so this is what happened, right? Is that two weeks out, I didn't feel that spiritual. And you, when you go to these countries, you want to see God move. Now, we, we need to see signs and wonders. So this is what I did. I would say for two weeks, maybe to two to three hours a day, I read just the synoptic gospels. I read, you know, uh, Jesus goes to the synagogue and everyone's going, who's this guy? And the demon's going, we know who he is, you know. And the, the, you know, the people didn't know, the demons knew. And, and then Jesus sort of like, you know, uh, stretched forth your hand, the withered hand was made whole. Lazarus come forth, uh, 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 sorry, that was in John, but, but Jairus' daughter. Again, I'm just, I'm just reading it like this. Sometimes I felt it quickened to me, other times I got nothing out of it. And this is how powerful the Word of God is. For two weeks, two to three hours a day, just, just like this, just, just reading Jesus doing miracles. So I remember there was this woman and she had severe, like she had such severe tinnitus in her ear, she couldn't hear. It was like, it's like, 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 like torture, torture. And like this, and, and then she, could, uh, uh, Neil, because Neil was our interpreter, father-in-law, can you pray for her? And I remember just sort of like, just as I go to pray for her, because I've been abiding in the healing scriptures, I just see Jesus healing her. And I go, all right, come out, spirit, you know, boom, like this, he, he opens, she freaks out, tinnitus gone, it was a spirit, instantly healed. Then a couple of days later, we go to this uh, meeting, so I'm with Adam, and uh, Neil's, Neil's our, Neil speaks fluent Indonesian, so he was our interrupter. And basically, um, 
he, he, it's always, it's always sus when you're working through an interpreter and you go, and Jesus said, and you hear, and you're going, what are they, what are they chucking in there? If you punch a ticket on the way out, you will pay for your car parking. I mean, what? what, what? <laughs> Free straw for your camel, you know? Like, like seriously, like, so, <laughs> so, so, what happened is these guys came in on these wheelchairs and, uh, 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 and then there was another minister and he, he like, <laughs> these guys came in the wheelchairs and like, you're going, all right, when he had to go to the bathroom, he had to crawl in his, this guy in the wheelchair had to crawl on his hands and knees. And, and these aren't clean toilets, so that was sort of an involuntary thing he had to do, okay? Crawls back in his, his, his uh, wheelchair. And so this guy gets up, <clears throat> this guy gets up and he's going, in, in Indonesian, we're talking like, I didn't understand what he said, but it carried such an anointing. And he fully preached the gospel to these, this room full of people, especially these two guys in these wheelchairs. <clears throat> and what happened was, <laughs> Is that he goes, all right, and I think they're Buddhists, I think they're Buddhists. Who wants to invite Jesus into their life as their savior? And everyone's like, and I'm like, oh, okay. I thought there was an epic preach. So we didn't have to preach it. So, so what happened is that I'd spent two weeks in the word around miracles. I said, well, let's, let's pray for them. Now, just as I went to go and pray for these two guys, me and Adam prayed for them, right? I saw Jesus healing them. And I went, well, if Jesus can do it, I can do it. So we just started like, power of God hit them. They both got instantly healed and they're walking around and they left the meeting pushing their wheelchair out of the meeting, instantly healed. That's the power. You can praise God if you want, yeah. That's the power of being diligent to abide in his word. John 15, seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you desire. So that, that we, we've seen that again and again and again. But when, we get, when we're not diligent to enter his rest, our default is the five senses. I can't feel it. It's impossible, so it must not be real. No, that's not the realm of heaven. The realm of heaven is just to live by faith. Faith comes with hearing and hearing by the word of God. You, the more you feed on the word of God and you hold it as heaven's standard and, 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 and reality, it's according to what you believe. So that's that simple, right? So this is how we enter his rest. Now, okay. So what we're gonna do, now we're gonna go into, we're gonna go into the why, a why of entering his rest. So um, Mark chapter four, verses 39 to 40. This is a short version of the story. Now what happened, there was a massive storm and there was waves breaking into the boat with the disciples. And they said, Jesus, we're gonna drown. And Jesus was asleep. And, he, and, then they, and, and so Jesus arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So Jesus, so, so, so let me just, I'm gonna do, this is, the realm of God is so superior to the natural world. The spirit world is the parent realm. What I've learnt is I don't try and change things in the natural, my job is to change them in the spiritual. I focus on moving things in the spiritual. And then the natural follows. Jesus is in a place of rest. He only does what he sees the Father doing. So out of that place of rest, he then commands the wind and the, the sea to be still. 
If you don't have rest on the inside of you, you cannot command anything else to come into divine order. The enemy works through chaos and confusion. And so, 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 so this place of God's rest isn't some disassociated bliss, you know, with the, wearing the T-shirt, I'm all right, Jack. The world's going to hell in a handbasket, I'm all right, Jack. We've seen that all too often where people somehow misappropriate the covenants of God and the inheritance and the glory of God to make it about them. It is not about us. It's about Him. We enter into His rest and we rule with Him from that place. At the end of the day, God is spirit. We're made in His image. He changes things by speaking and that's how we do it. But we have to be diligent to enter His rest. Now here's the problem. Fear and anxiety will block your pathway to rest. You have to be ruthless with fear and anxiety. And the enemy goes, oh, this has never happened in your life. There's no precedent. Your, your bloodline says this and you've, you're in a town. You know, and I, I used to go, you know, I used to long to live in America, not in Australia, because Americans are so positive. And Australians are so, uh, 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 you know, how you going? Not bad. How long you been here? Not long. When are we leaving? Uh, uh, how far is that place? Not far. You know, like, we're, we're, it's such a non-event. Whereas Americans say, ah, oh, you're awesome, you know, praise God, you know, you can do it, I believe in you, you know, you know. And I like that, and I'll go, well, I live in Australia, that's why we haven't seen what we need to see. And the Lord goes, wrong. You haven't entered into my rest, son. Because from that place, you can change everything. We're called to change, but it's through His Word, you can't go, all right, rest. And somehow, you, 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 you lost the memo and you turn it to stress, you know. Oh, I've got to rest in God. You've got to let the Word of God separate the, the precious from the vile, the light from the darkness. And so this is, it's a place that, that the rest of God is a place of hectic activity while there's a bliss, ecstasy, joy, and love. Hectic activity, right? Let's give you an example of the hectic activity of God, what He does over you so you can enter His rest. All right, can we put Zephaniah up? says here, the Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. And other translations say he dances over you and he will quiet you with his love. So you go, when, when, when we're stressed and worried, we're like, confusion and whirlwinds and like this, nothing can land. And God says, this is what I wanna do. I will rejoice over you. I will dance over you because I wanna drive out the chaos. I wanna drive out the stress. I want my love to consume you because, there's even, because faith is energized by love. And this is why we have to be so intent and diligent to enter his rest because Jesus was never stressed and he's the most crazy miracle, miracle worker. He's the son of God. But he's also our prototype. <laughs> it's, it's so cool, it's so cool. So this, these, are the, these are the whys. And so um, we have to make sure that anxiety and confusion doesn't live on the inside of us. Now, uh, present company accepted. I wanna talk a little bit about politics, okay? I mean that. Put up the next one, please. This is important. <clears throat> For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. This is what we've seen. If you 
get the WHO, add the WEF, times by Joe Biden, divided by Scott Morrison, carry the Anthony Albanese and underscore it with the Jacinda Ardern, then you get the square root of the CHOs, you get confusion. You're like, you get this jab and it's gonna keep you safe, but no, you gotta keep having it because it doesn't work, but it makes, no, 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 we're talking confusion. And this is the problem that we need a reformation in. I believe, like I said, present company accepted, right? Is this. People who governed used to be known as, remember this term? Public servants. <laughs> public servants. They did. They did. Not anymore. Not anymore. They, 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 you, you go, what's, what's your vision? Well, firstly, it's just to say in tenure, well, obviously, that's a, that's a given, but what sort of cushy job am I going to get on the other side? We have to have a reformation, but it starts with the church. We have to have, we have, to have church leaders living as servant leaders. Can someone say amen? amen. And so, so, so this is where, whenever you see confusion, back engineer it to selfish ambition. And, and at the end of the day, if you've lived... If, 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 if politics or ministry has been a vehicle to actualize your own needs, it's idolatry. And you'll give an account to the Lord of glory. He'll say, welcome in because you believe because salvation is a free gift, but you didn't build with me. And so that confusion has to be dealt with. There's so much confusion. And if we can get, when I say we, I'm talking about the, you know, the media. Oh my gosh, fear and confusion. We have to feed more on the Word of God than the media because there'll be no outcomes. Confusion, and it keeps you off balance. And people read the news like it's true. These are privately owned entities. They're running a narrative. And then all of a sudden people go, you know, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, I'm of Christ. And we choose our stream and that stream is just filled with confirmation bias. We actually have to get into God's rest where we can actually from that place speak the word of God. It's like a hammer, destroys the lies of the enemy. Like a fire, burns up the confusion, actually brings order in a place of chaos. There is so much chaos in this country. We have to be diligent to enter His rest so we can speak from God's abode. Can someone say amen? And, 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 and allow God to deal with the, 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 the clamor and the confusion. Um, so I want, so as, we're, as we're winding this up, I wanna give you examples why the rest of God is so superior. Now, let me just say this. You are the most precious thing on this earth to the Lord. Not buildings, not buildings, all right? You guys. Now, if we were to remove you out of the picture, and it was God versus Satan, can I just say this? The Lord doesn't even rate him. No, 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 I'm serious. The Lord doesn't even rate the devil. It's not even, it's not even an arm wrestle. There's like the omnipotent God going, you know. We're talking like, it says in Isaiah, it says, is this the man who weakened the nations? Is this the one? It's not even close. When you enter that place of rest, you start becoming a Joshua. 
like a Moses, uh, like a James, like a John. It's so superior. <laughs> you overcome without even trying. But see, it's not about, it's about being diligent to enter his rest. Now, this is one of my favorite stories because Elisha tapped into the realm of the spirit and he had like accessing God's omniscience and he knew the plans of the king of Israel to destroy, uh, king, sorry, king, king of uh, uh, um, uh, Syria, sorry, my bad. Uh, he, was, he was actually, he, the Lord showed him the king's plans of Syria and all of a sudden like, He's going, oh, I have, a, I, have a, I have a mole in my midst. Someone is feeding Elisha or the king of Israel. They're giving him intel. So now we're gonna do just meetings in my bedroom and just a very, very small inner circle. But that doesn't stop God. Elisha could still access the enemy's plans. <laughs> and so it's like, then he told, and, and the king of Israel was always ready for them. You gotta see that God, God's already ready for the enemy over your life or against your life, he's already got the solution, but if you're stressed, you won't access it. Because the Lord's so stressed, he's sitting in heaven and laughing. Psalm two. So let's read this story. This is an incredible story. This is, this is the superior dimension. <coughs> Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army. That's the king of Syria. Uh, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there and came by night and surrounded the city. And when <coughs> the servant of the man of God arose early and went out. There was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. So in the morning, you're like going out sort of like, uh, I don't know, going for a walk. And all of a sudden you lift up your eyes and there's the army of the enemy. And we're not talking just foot soldiers, we're talking horses and chariots, right? And, his servant, and back then you gotta understand there was no Geneva Convention. There was no Red Cross Society I kill you, okay, if you're lucky. You know, some of these kings, well, they, you know what they do? They cut, off, they cut off their thumbs and their big toes so they couldn't walk or hold a sword. Like seriously, hectic stuff. So when you saw the enemy, it wasn't sort of like, okay, I might be put in a, a camp and, and, and then get some parole. You know. So when the, the servant of the man who got arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots and his servant said to Elisha, alas, my master, what shall we do? So Elisha answered, he says, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Right? And Elisha prayed, it's, like this. it's almost like he rolled his eyes. <laughs> so when you see Elisha rolling his eyes, he's like, Lord I, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So can you imagine, you see the natural army, all of a sudden you see the chariots of heaven and, the, and you're like, because the, the spirit realm. See, Elisha lived in God's rest. And this is what's amazing. When you learn to live in God's rest, be diligent to enter his rest, the realm you carry or have access to starts to overshadow others. Your family, the, the area of your influence. You know, <laughs> this is so cool. It's so superior. God doesn't rate the devil, He doesn't rate him. But our, our call is to be diligent to enter that place of rest, which is His abode. Huh. 
And then when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord. Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. <laughs> so the Lord struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. He's <laughs> so cool. Now Elisha said to them, <laughs> they couldn't see. So, so either they were, you could say they were physical blindness or perceptual blindness because he said to them, this is not the way, nor is this the city. <laughs> they got just, just became instantly dumb, right? <coughs> Follow me and I'll bring you to the man whom you seek. <laughs> this is Elisha. I'm gonna lead you to Elisha, okay? This is the army. This is not like, this is not like a small troop of scouts with, with, with boomerangs made from paddle pop sticks. This is actually like the army of the en enemy. And then, he le then Elisha led them to Samaria. So it was, when they'd come to Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And then the Lord opened their eyes and they saw, and they were there inside Samaria. Now, when the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, my father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill? <laughs> Do you think he was keen? Shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? He was like the weasel and foghorn leghorn. <laughs> like this. <laughs> and, shall I kill them? So Elisha is in the superior dimension of rest. But he answered, you should not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with your sword and your bow? Set food and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Then he prepared a great feast for the enemy. <laughs> and after they ate and drank, and he sent them away and they went to their master. So the bands of Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. Heaven is so superior than the, what's going on here. Because we're in Christ, He's given us the runway of ascension. That is the Word of God. And we don't have to go, I can't feel Him. It, what happens is the Word of God births the here and now of faith. This is what's so amazing. And this is what we're called to do. I'm gonna finish with a couple of stories. Holy Ghost. Huh. You know the story of when I was, I, I was, in 1990, did my first missions trips to Southern Philippines, an Australian woman had just got killed named Jackie Hamill. And, and so I decided to go there right after. And, <coughs> and the, the, the New People's Army were communist rebels. Wow, I dealt with commies back then. Who knows what's gonna happen in the future. Anyway, so, so basic, no, 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 these guys are called New People's Army. And they'll, they'll, they'll kidnap you and ask for ransom and you know, um, they'll take you out. And so I had this meeting and we had all these young kids and the glory of God was there. And this is sovereign, this wasn't my faith. So firstly we do the sovereign thing now. And on the, around the walls, the, the, the room was one and a half times the size of this and we had about 120 young people. And there was, like, I thought they were parents, but they were actually communist guerrillas come to kidnap me. So I'm doing a meeting. Now, 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 I was entering God's rest. Now, I, I, didn't, I was actually oblivious, but the interpreter was freaking out. His name was Carlos. And the glory of God came. And I'm like, and my job was to lead worship. So I say, I led them, what a mighty God we serve. There's gonna be a revival in the land. And uh, um, he turned my morning into dancing. 
He turned my sorrow into joy that we might be. Like this, the glory of God starts falling because I chose to be a fool for Christ's sake, okay? <clears throat> that was the word I got. Then, these are out of villages. I think 100 came forward to receive Christ and then the power of God fell and we saw 100 people baptized in the Holy Spirit. I saw kids get being picked up and thrown to the ground, like invisible, invisible fall. It was like powerful. And I didn't even know these guys were here to kidnap us because they were surveilling us. And, and, and you can understand this, the realm of heaven is so superior, so superior. Uh, uh, another time, I'm in Hong Kong airport about to go to Myanmar. And, and I'm like, you know, and all of a sudden I hear a voice talk to me. And we're talking like, it was like, what right do you have to come here? On whose authority, who do you think you are? And I'm like going, I'm sort of like, so Dar Maddie and uh, um, Christina are sitting over here having a bit of a laugh over something. Can't find Daryl, find out he's off eating a burger. <coughs> <coughs> and it's true. <coughs> and then it's like, I'm going, that, that voice is coming from Myanmar and I'm in Hong Kong. A principality over Myanmar was challenging me to come there and I'm going, this is weird. I've never had a demon speak to me from another country while being in another country. And I'm like, all right, um, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? And the Lord goes, you've got to do a quick court session. All right. And I'm like, now I'm looking for Daryl like this. And Daryl could tell I, I was trying to sort of like this and he's sort of eating. And you know, when you, eat, when you eat a burger really quick, get some on your face. And so the man of God's coming with a bit of mayo, a bit of ketchup, <laughs> like this. I'm like, Daryl. <laughs> <coughs> Daryl, this is what's happened. Spirit over Myanmar is challenging me. About who, and it was like this, who do you think you are? And the Lord said, firstly, he said, this is what I want you to do. This is what he told me to do. You have to cite the people who physically live there, feed on the soil that have Metron, they've invited you. And then also you go in the name of Jesus and the Lord of hosts. So we go, da, 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 answers him, shut up and get lost. We went there in complete spirit of, we went there in the rest of the Lord. And, and we went into areas like, we went into the, uh, uh, the, the water spirit dragon temple, right? I, I posted it on Instagram somewhere. The only thing was I had to wear a dress to go inside. So, you know, the things you do for the Lord. Anyway, so don't quote me. <laughs> Are you just a wraparound sort of, uh, you know, tablecloth deal? Anyway. <coughs> We're walking around and I felt like I was in Disney. Like, we're talking like these worshipping devils. And just like, well, you've got to understand, heaven is so superior. So superior. And the last story, and I've had to get permission to share this, is one of the things I believe Field of Dreams is going to be very, very instrumental in seeing a move of God in New Zealand. And I, this, this is a really, really cool story. You, you up for this? It's very, very out there, but it is what it is. So what happened is that I was intrigued. There was a, a Maori farmer, <clears throat> and his name was T.W. Ratana, and he ministered between the First and the Second World War. So there was a, there was a plague, Spanish flu, and 
uh, people were starving. People were, like, it was, there, was, there was poverty and lack and, and, a, and a plague. And he's sitting on his porch. This is his own homestead, his own farm. And he sees a cloud come out of the ocean, like a supernatural cloud. And it was the Holy Spirit. He says, I've come to call. Uh, I've been looking for a people. And I found the uh, Maoris, right, Maldedom. And uh, he said, I want to move and manifest myself to them. And so he started to get into the Word of God. He started to change his life and then he started to pray for people and they started getting healed. Within a very short period of time, something like 10,000 people moved to his farm. He changed the nation. He changed politics. Okay? And what happens is that... uh, and then we, I was really fascinated with this. And I knew that at his place down south of the North Island, is I knew there was a building that had all the evidences of all the miracles. So what happened was, and, and it's a big deal. This is a very big deal. I, I, Marys are amazing people. I mean, they're, 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 they're amazing, all right? Seriously, they're, they're, they're warriors, we, we need, I'll tell you what, Maoris wake up, they'll change the world. They'll change the world. None of this passive sort of, you know, seriously. And there's incredible, credible destiny scroll for them. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm being good. Um, so, so I went right after the Christchurch shooting in the mosque. The Lord says, go down there and do work in the spirit. And I went down there. And one of the things I did is I connected with a lot of local intercessors. And then we actually did a lot of mapping. And, and you know, it's incredible what happens. Did you know that Captain Cook landed in New Zealand? And what happens is there was a misunderstanding where one of Cook's people shot a local, killed him. And then they weren't very, very, they weren't very generous after that. You know, sort of like, you know, you kill one of your, one of your family. You're not going to be that generous, are you? So Captain Cook then calls that place where they landed Poverty Bay. And there's, very, there's power when people who occupy a gate in the spirit, they name something, it, it, it happens. So there's been spirit of poverty over New Zealand. So anyway, we were like, there was all this. And next thing I know, I go in this, I'm like this. I go in the spirit, in this prayer meeting, I go in the spirit and next thing I know, I'm at Ratana's farm. So I'm in Christchurch, but then I'm going to another, in the South Island, and I go to Ratana's church in the North Island. And, and what happens is I open up the doors, and I just knew there was a realm of miracles in there, and then I'm like back into my, you know, I'm back in Christchurch. This just really happened. I told you we'd go there. And I'm like really excited about this. And I'm like, well, maybe this is what it was all about. We're meant to do that. So the next trip, as we go, we feel we're meant to connect down at Rutana's farm. And what happened is that we're talking, this guy changed New Zealand. But what happened since then, with a lot of religions is the wheels fall off and then you get a photocopy, a photocopy, a photocopy, a photocopy, and things start to evolve into something that was never the original intent. Well, I find out that literally the room I went into actually exists. And I'm with Lawrence and uh, Peggy, and we're about to 
you know, all of a sudden, like, like here, I think here we have, uh, we have gypsy jokers, we have the comancheros, we have, uh, we've, got a, we've got a bit of a mixed bag. Over there, it's, it's mostly, they call them the mongrel mob. And I'm in this town getting fish and chips, and you see this guy, massive Mario, come past. <laughs> Looking at me like going. So I'm a, I'm a white person, obviously, in case you had noticed. But over there, they call them Pakiha. Pakiha. Or, when they're in a good mood, white pig. Anyway, so anyway, so I think... <laughs> funny, funny. Here you go. I once dated uh, someone uh, who was born in Malaysia. And I was a guaylo, white devil. It's like, that does stuff doesn't offend me. It doesn't offend me, because it doesn't land. It doesn't land, okay? So here on the sound, like this, in this street, I'm going, okay, this is pretty intimidating, cool. And all of a sudden, we're back going to, into this, this farm where there's a massive community, and Lawrence goes, bro, bro, I just feel the enemy has just laid down arms. He's gone. And I'm sort of like going, well, it's easy for you, mate. You're as big as a house. I'll say, I'll be right behind you, bro. <laughs> Seriously, like for me, like, like uh, uh, for me going to Ratana, Pa, is like a Jaffa in a bowl of peas. You know what I'm saying? Pick the skinny white guy, you know, seriously. Like, these guys are units. <laughs> Flip and rip your arms off, put the wet, bit, wet bits in your ears and ride you around like a Harley. Seriously, pull you apart like a barbecue chicken. So, so basically, here we like Lawrence goes, bro, bro, they've laid, the, the enemy, he's gone, he's laid down arms. This is the superior realm. Next thing we know is that the doors that opened were so freaky. Like, God did it because we were in rest. Then the next day, we got, uh, uh, we said, can we have a look at the, it's called the boogie house. Now, it's the first time I've publicly spoken about this. And the boogie house is whenever Ratana did a miracle. Now, there's a lot more than, than in the, there was a building where it had everyone that got healed of being a cripple. Their wheelchairs were in there, the crutches, the Coke bottle glasses of, 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 of eye issues, medicine, idols, everything. Everything I saw in the vision in Christchurch came to pass the next year. And you go, it was so insane. There is such an insane destiny over New Zealand through this scroll. And I'm telling you now, you're part of it. You are part of it. I know that I know that I know. God has such an amazing plan for New Zealand. But the point I want to make is this, is that it's all through his rest. I got woken up. I got woken up when the Munta thing was still being decided. And I woke up at 10 to 5 and I felt stressed. I felt pressure. And the Lord goes, the enemy's trying to pull you into his time. He's trying to get you consumed with worry. Did you know that, did you know seriously, now I'm postulating this and then we're gonna close in prayer. As sitting in the gate, if I started stressing and speaking death over this moon to deal, it might not have happened. What was my job? Stay in rest. You know when it says, having done all to stand, therefore stand, according to Ephesians 6, that's not standing there under, under, under sniper fire, you know, sort of like, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> That's in his rest. You stand in his rest. Devil can't touch you. 
But when you start stressing and confessing death, you create pathways and breaches for the enemy to come in. Who's excited about the rest of the law? Come on, superior dimension. And it's effortless, but the diligence is on the front end. And when you start to come into it, it's about abiding. Can you imagine like a, can you imagine like I'm the true vine, you're the branches. Can you imagine being a branch and going, mm, 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 bro, what are you doing? I'm abiding, all right? Mm, 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 mm. No, this is, what, this is what a branch does when it's abiding. While miracles are taking place, provision, glory. And this is where, this is the, in this coming season, it's good to know what's going on, but if we're not in the rest, we get caught into confusion and chaos and you'll get a flogging. And we're called to, to actually, this is why God wants to equip us in this season, be diligent in the word to enter his rest. Can we put the pads on please? Get your communion ready. Who knows that's the word of the Lord for you today? <clears throat> Absolutely. You are already seated in heavenly places with the King of glory. The word of God brings you into that place experientially as you believe it and hold it. Holy Ghost. finish with those stories we've gone a bit over time but the Lord really wants us to get this the Bible isn't about I'm going to increase my Bible knowledge no it's a supernatural seed God breathed that will help you come into that rest you'll be able to land the impossible manifest the impossible this is exciting because it's a paradox it's completely typical of God how do you come into blessing be generous what but I have less no you've sowed into an infinite economy how do I overcome? Enter into his rest. How do I do that? My world's chaotic. Get into the Word. You mean read a book when everything's going falling apart around me? No, 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 no. You're actually connecting into the divine nature. Holy Ghost, we just thank you for communion. We just thank you for the new covenant. Right now, in Jesus' name, I take authority in the realm of the Spirit and we bind every spirit that causes a lack of peace. We bind every devil that's trying to hurry people up. We, we, try, we bind every devil in Jesus' Name, trying to pull people into anxiety and stress. And right now in the Name of Jesus, Lord, we say yes to being diligent to enter into your rest by faith. We love you, Lord. We give you glory and bless this community to our bodies in Jesus' Name. Remember, you don't have to read the Word all day. Have a concentrated time of reading it, but then meditate in it as you're driving. And this, it, it, takes, it takes weeks and months, it does. You've got to make a decision to go, I'm living in the glory, and then you do it. What happens is that God can bring revival through kids. 
it's just got to, it just needs willing vessels. Praise God. Well, God's equipping us. I'm excited. So you have a great day.